0: Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Pugh from Clinton Baptist Church, and my wife and I, Jeanette Pugh, want to thank you all for tuning in Um, on this Sunday. We're so grateful that we can come together and worship um, in your homes, in your bedrooms, in in the den, in in the family room, or on your deck, eating brunch or, or lunch. But we're so grateful for technology, even in times like this, where we operate in a social distance, where we can come and celebrate God together. And on this Sunday, as we recognize Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ, I want us to talk to you from the sermon, the coming of Jesus Christ. Let's turn to Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Let us pray. Father God, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Have your way. Be with us, Lord God, that I may speak clearly. That your word may come out fresh and new. That we may rejoice in your word and celebrate in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughters of Zion. Shout, O daughters of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the fowl of a donkey. On this morning, like I said, I want to speak to you from the topic, the coming of the king. Today, as we recognize Palm Sunday, believers all over the world will be celebrating the triumphant entry of God. Zechariah writes about this from entry in here in this chapter and in this verse 9 500 years before it even happened. And what's interesting to me, he writes to them and uses and, 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 and his prophecy to encourage the people of God to continue to hold on. The people of God at this time had just returned from a 70-year captivity under the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon. They came back, they returned back to Jerusalem. And when they get back to Jerusalem, they realize that Jerusalem is at a mess, that is ruined. That the, the walls of Jerusalem have been destroyed, that the temple of God has been destroyed. And, and he writes to them as they face opposition. To hold on because a king is coming. He ensured to them that, that you're going to make it. That everything is going to be okay because we have a, a king coming. But what I like about this, like I said earlier, he wrote this 500 years before it even happened. He they, he had no idea that, that it was going to take 500 years before the, the king comes. They, they had no idea that it was going to take 500 years before King Jesus would come, but he wrote them to give them hope and to let them know that a king is coming. And today I, w- I want to encourage you and tell you about the story of the coming of King Jesus. Here, the first thing we see here in this text is that he calls God's people to celebrate the coming king, he, he called God's people to to celebrate the coming king. Look at this in verse verses nine um, a and b. He says, "Rejoice greatly, O daughters of Zion, and shout, O daughters of Jerusalem." Here, uh, Zechariah he 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 here Zechariah summons the people of God to worship the coming king. He says. Rejoice. He says rejoice. He says rejoice and and shout. He said it's time to celebrate the coming king. He says that you you might as well start celebrating right now for what is to come. He says to the daughters of Zion and the daughters of Jerusalem, which is a term of endearment that he's speaking to all God's people. And at this time, he's calling all God's people to come together and worship the coming king. Now now, now now this for me is, is hard to do. This, this, this is hard to do because you asking me, watch this, you asking me, uh, Zachariah, to, to worship something that I can't see. You asking me to, to shout for something that I don't know when it's coming. You asking me to, to celebrate something that I have no clue when it's going to show up. But for you and I, we already know that he already came. But for them, they don't know when he's coming, but it gives them hope that he is coming. And he said, anticipating the king coming, you need to celebrate. He says that we need to celebrate, they need to celebrate anticipating the king is coming. See, see, one thing we got to learn is we got to learn how to celebrate in anticipation. See, see, we know how to celebrate once the blessing already comes. But can you celebrate God before the blessing get there? Can you celebrate God for the job that haven't came yet but on his way? Can you celebrate God for the house that you don't even have yet but on his way? Can you celebrate God for your health that ain't even get at, at the point where you needed to be but is on his way? Can you celebrate God for what he's going to do when it ain't, when he haven't even done it yet? He says celebrate in anticipation of the kingdom. Coming. He tells them to celebrate. He says that you got you got to shout for joy. You need to clap your hands. You need to stomp your feet. You need to dance. You need to shout before the king is on the way. He tells them to celebrate the king who is on the way. There, there's some good stuff that 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 he 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 encouraged them. He he summons them to, to celebrate the king who is on the way. You and I gotta get this. See, see, see the difference from them is that that they celebrating the king and he haven't came yet. But the king has already come to you and I and we won't even celebrate. We'll sit back with with our hands crossed when when we're singing about King Jesus. We'll sit back and we don't even want to worship when when we're singing about King Jesus. When when, when it's time to praise the Lord, we act like we got a problem with praising him. And and Zachariah, he, 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 he summons them to praise him and worship him, and they haven't even seen him yet. He haven't even came yet, but you and I have a problem, and we already seen him. We already experienced, we already know he came 2,000 years on Calvary Cross. And guess what? We have a problem worshiping him. He said, you got to worship him before he come. You and I got to learn how to worship him. For them, they he, he wanted them to worship him in anticipation for him coming. And he says not only that, he says not only to celebrate the coming king. He goes on in, in verse 9c, he tells them, watch this to whom the com- whom the king is coming to. He tells them whom the king is coming to. He says celebrate the coming king. He called them to celebrate the coming king. And then he tells them who the king is coming to. Look what he says in verse 9c. He says, behold, your king is coming to you. Oh, that's some good stuff right there. You should be celebrating Right there, you should be excited. Right now, you should you should be excited because he's telling us whom the king is coming to. He said that, that that we need to behold, your king is coming to you. Now watch this. This is not just any king. See, 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 this, this is not just just any old king. See, 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 jo, uh Josiah was a good king, but but this is not Josiah. See, see, Hezekiah was a good king, but but this is not. Hezekiah, see, 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 there, there was some, some good kings, but, but this king is, is not like no other. Th- this is just not, no, any king. This, this king, this king I'm talking about, see, this, this, this king I'm talking about, Psalms 2, 6 and 7 said that this king sits on the holy hill of Zion. See, see, this king that, that he says coming to us is Matthew 3:17 17 said this, this king is God's beloved son. And whom God is, is well pleased. See, see, see this king that, that He's talking about just not know any king, cause cause Revelation twenty two sixteen says that that this king that that this king is the the bright and morning star. I, I I see that that you all still need some help to celebrate this king that's coming, because this is just not know any other king. This is just not know any king. this This is a, this king is Emmanuel, who says God is with us. This king is is the Messiah, who is to come for for the sins of the world. This king is the king of kings and and the lord of lords. This king is is the bread of life. This king is the lamb of God. This king is the savior of the world. This is just not no any king. So he tells us to celebrate because the king is coming and he tells us that this is not just no any king. And I like this because he tells us that not only that this is not no any king, but the king is coming to us. He says that you celebrate the king coming and guess what he's coming to you and me I like that because he could have came for the animals see that's some good stuff he could have came for the environment He could have came for a political party. He could have came for different ethnic groups, but it didn't say that he came for these things. He said he's coming to us. I'm so glad that he's coming to us, that he already came to us, and you can celebrate right now because he already came to us. And I like this because because he came to, to you and me. When I start to think about my life and, and think about that Jesus will want to leave glory and leave his, his holy majesty to wrap himself up in flesh and, and dwell here on earth for 33 years and, and live without sin to voluntarily die on the cross for me. I'm excited that I know that King Jesus have come for me. When I start to look at my life and how wicked I am, how deceitful I am, how much sin I have that He will come to me. I'm so excited about that. He says that we need to celebrate because King Jesus has come to us. But not only have he came to me, he has come to you. Not only has he came to you, he came to drug dealers. He came for whoremongers. He came for abusers. He came for those who drink. He came for those who lie. He came for those who steal. He came for homosexuals. He came for lesbians. He came for us, and I'm so glad about that. That Jesus Christ, he said that he came for us. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I'm getting excited because he came for us. All the things that he has created. God, in Genesis chapter 1, he said he created light. He created the sun, and he created the moon. He created the animals, and and, and he formed the water and and the dirt, and, and, and he comes here for you and I. And and I'm so excited that I know that he has come to us. He says, celebrate the coming king. But then he tells us to whom he's coming to. He said, he is coming for us. In times of our life. And even right now, some of you probably feel that you can't have a relationship with him. Some of you are in some things that you know God is not pleased with. And the enemy has put in your mind that God don't even want you. But Zechariah spoke this 500 years before he came to man that he's coming to us. And I'm so glad that I have a God that want to come and dwell with me. That I have a king here that want to dwell with someone like me. And he came for you. And for me, that's why, look, look, watch this. That's why we can't look down on other sinners. That's why we can't turn our nose up on people who are sinners and, and not doing right. Because if he came for you, he came for them as well. He came for all of us. The scripture says in John 3.16 that for whoever um, um, that, uh, for God so loved the world that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He said to whomever. He came for all of us. We all have an opportunity to be right with God through Jesus Christ, through the coming of the king. He says that, that we should celebrate the coming of the king. He tells us to whom the king is coming to. And then he goes on in the last part in verse 9c. He give us the characters or the character of the coming king. Look what he says. He said he is just having salvation lowly and riding on a donkey a colt, the fowl of a donkey. That's some good stuff. Zachariah says he 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 he, he de- described the character of the king that was coming. He says he says like I said that he he described the, the character of the king of God. He said what 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 first description he give about this king? He said that he's just. See right there, you should be celebrating. You should be you should be excited right there because this word just means righteous. He he's a just God. He he is a he is the one that he is he is the king that is not cruel or harsh. I, I'm so glad that i have I have a king that's not harsh or, 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 or cruel watch this he, and, and because he's just watch this his dealings are righteous. when he deal with me he deal with me in a righteous way. he don't deal with me like man deal with me because he is just watch this he deal um, he do what is right I, I'm so glad that I have a king that 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 does what's right that he's a he's a right um, he's a righteous king and also because he's just he he will reward the good and and punish the evil. I'm so glad that I got a God that, that looks at good and evil. I, I got a I, I don't have a, a king that is wishy-washy and he says that he's a just king. He's he's a he's so just that he will uphold the, the, the standards of God. I, although you and I may may wa- waffle and waver on the standards of God, he stands on the standard of God. He support the standard of God. He believe in the standards of God. I'm so glad that I have a king that is just. And he described our, our king. He described our, our king Jesus that, that he's a just king. I, I'm just excited to, 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 to celebrate the, that, that Jesus Christ is just. But, but then he goes on and he gives us another description. He, he goes on and he says that, that not only uh, uh, the first description he gives us that he's a just king, but now he says that he's a king of deliverance. Look what he said. He said that having salvation. This word salvation here actually means deliverance he 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 delivers and i'm I'm so glad that i I serve a king that i that I, that he has come for me to, to deliver watch this. this 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 is good i I don't know about you but 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 it doesn't matter whatever trap or or snare that that you have gotten yourself in he is a deliverer he he says that we we have a king that that's a deliverer he he let him know that 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 the people at that time he says that not only is this king coming to be just but this a king that will deliver you from all your infirmities from all your issues from from all your power uh, troubles he said that he is a deliverer watch this now now, now, now i'm excited but but, but but I don't know if you, you got there yet because I, I see that, that, that Jesus has worked some things out in my personal life. But I ain't going to get to my life right now because there's some people, some friends that I want to call up. Because I see some of you have some trouble or I believe some of you have some trouble with understanding that Jesus is a deliverer. So there's some, some people that the scripture says that, that, that he delivered that I just want to bring up. Uh, are you familiar with Daniel chapter 3? Watch this, Daniel chapter 3, there's the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said that they were delivered from the furnace fire, from the fiery furnace. I'm trying to show you that he's a deliverer. Not only should I call up the three Hebrew boys, but I want to call up Daniel. In Daniel chapter 6, when Daniel was doing everything right, and the king and the people threw him in the lion's den. And the lions were in the den, and, and it says that, that, that he was delivered out of the, the lion's den without being scratched or, or being bitten or being being torn to pieces. I'm I'm trying to help you understand that that he's a deliverer because some of us don't believe that he's a deliverer, even in times right now. He's a deliverer, but I'm also thinking about another story that I, I found in Joshua chapter two about a, a prostitute named Rahab. When they went in to spy out the land, Rahab helped them out. And God says, when I come back in Jericho and I and I and I and I tear up the city and I destroy the city of Jericho, I'ma remember you, Rahab. And when God came to destroy the city of Ra- uh, uh, Jer- uh, uh Jericho, he got Rahab out of there because he is a deliverer. But but I know you all saying, well, Pastor Pew, that's the Bible talking about stories in there. What about for today? I was reading a story the other day about on March the 10th, a young man named James Shy who was um, who was diagnosed with COVID 19. He said he went to the hospital in um, he went to the hospital in New Jersey and he had lesions on his lungs and he, he couldn't breathe. So they put him in the ICU for, for a couple of days, and then they also to attach them to a ventilator and they said a month later that he walked out and he was free of COVID-19. I'm trying to help you understand that he is a deliverer, but not only is it a deliverer of our situations, because some of you all can attest, even I, that he's a deliverer right now in our situations. Some of you all need to know that he is the one who's going to deliver us from COVID-19. He is the one who can deliver you your business to, to make it blessed and, and deliver you from the hardships that you're facing right now. I'm trying to help you understand that he is a deliverer but right now he's not only a deliverer of our earthly problems I found him to be a deliverer in 2,000 of my sins I don't know about you but I'm excited that Jesus Christ came and he died and he shed his blood for our sins that we may be right with God because the only way we can have this relationship is because he is a deliverer the scriptures say he voluntarily laid his life down and shed his blood so he can deliver you from the grasp of hell don't you know right now that you should be busting hell wide over but because uh, he is a deliverer because the king has come because he has set foot here on earth and lived for 33 years without sin and voluntarily was a sacrificial lamb of God you and I now have a right to the father because he delivered us from the power of sin if You've been delivered from the power of sin. I dare you, in your house, in your car, stop the car and get on your feet and give him some praise because he is a deliverer. He's a deliverer. He's a deliverer. No matter what we're facing, no matter what you're going through, he he will deliver you. He has the power and the strength to deliver us from anything. And he came 2,000 years ago. To deliver us from the power of sin. The reason why I can stand before you and preach his word. Because he delivered me. He broke and washed away the power of sin over my life. That I may be right with him. And I'm so glad that the king that Zachariah was talking about. 500 years before the triumph from entry, 500 years before Palm Sunday, the first Palm Sunday, this king has already come to you and I. And today, he says, we need to celebrate. He says, we need to celebrate. He says, why? Because the king has come to you. And then he gives us a description of the king. He's a just king. And he's a delivering cream. Today, as I close, I don't know where you at in your life. You may be struggling. And whatever you're struggling with, he can deliver. He is a deliverer. You've been trying to, to walk this life out. You've been trying to do the right thing on your own power and your own strength. But that's the problem. We've been doing it on our own power and and our own strength. And he came and he did everything for us. All we have to do is recognize that he is the son of God. All we have to do is confess our sins and believe that he died on the cross and shed his blood for our sins. You can't live this life the way you want to do it. You can't get to him on your terms. He already did it. When he died on the cross 2,000 years ago, he delivered every one of us from the power of sin. But to have that deliverance, you got to surrender. you got to say, God, come into my life. I'm a sinner, and I need you. I realize that I'm far away from you and the only way I can have this life that you have set for me is I surrender for you, to you is there any today I know I can't see you I know I can't hear you but you can definitely get in touch with me you can definitely get in touch with me and let me know, say, say, Pastor Pugh I heard your message and I surrendered my life to Jesus as my Lord and Savior online or or through your message. And we're going to celebrate that. We're going to applaud that. We're going to worship God. And I'm going to celebrate right now in anticipation for for what God is going to do. I'm going to celebrate right now, although I don't know who God is going to save through this message. But I'm celebrating right now because I know his word is true. And he will deliver you, just trust and believe in him. But there's some who are already saved. And you're struggling because you have lost your job. You're struggling, the, the business that you, you have put so much energy in to build up is now closed. You're struggling because you you don't know where your, your next meal gonna come from. You're struggling because you, you're a couple of months short or a couple of weeks short from, from paying your mortgage. But I come to tell you that he is a deliverer, and he will deliver you in this situation. He, he got you. He will he worked things out. I don't know how he's going to do it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not him. I, I don't know how he's going to do it, but I can tell you he can do it. I can tell you he's going to do it. Because he's doing it in my life right now, he's working things out. And today, I just want to pray for you. Because there are some people, are perplexed. There's some people that are depressed. They're in a funk because they never seen this before. But I want to pray over you, and I want to pray for you right now. Let us pray. Father God, I come to you on behalf of everyone that is listening, that who stand in a position that they are scared, that they fearful, that they are depressed or perplexed. Lord God, I pray for, for those who have no clue what's going to happen to their business. I pray for those who who have no clue of how they're going to pay their bills. I pray for those who are are struggling with the the limited amount of of resources to to have the essential things of life at this time. I pray, Lord God, that your power will move on them. I pray, Lord God, that they will will, will see that your hand of deliverance on on their lives, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that your your worship, I mean, that your power uh, may be seen, and they worship. That they 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 worship you right now, in anticipation of what you're gonna do. Lord God, I pray that they, they, they clap their hands and, and thank you and praise you that the neighbors next door may hear them worship you, worshiping you not for what you've already done, but for what you're going to do, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that they, they stop wherever they're at and give you all glory and all honor and thank, and thank you for all you're going to do, not right now, but for what you're going to do later, Lord God. I come in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and ask that you deliver Lord God, deliver your people. Lord God, we stand in the need of deliverance. Not only us, Lord God, but you have people everywhere. People all over the world, Lord God, need your deliverance. Our government needs your deliverance. Our first responders need your deliverance. Our grocery store workers need your deliverance. Lord God, we need you. And we come to you because you are a deliverer. Thank you so much for your word, for the coming of the King. And we celebrate on this Palm Sunday the victory that Jesus has brought to us. We thank you so much for this church. We thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much. I pray that the sermon has been a blessing to you. And I ask that you be safe and you continue to wash your hands and do the necessary things that you won't get sick or get anyone else sick. But also I want to invite you to our Zoom channel. Every Wednesday at 7 o'clock we have Zoom Bible study. We're having a great time going through the book of Genesis a great interaction amongst members and non-members. And I'm so excited about that study. But also we have some other things that are coming as well. Tonight at 5 o'clock we have Zoom communion. So get your crackers and your juice ready where we can celebrate and remember the death of Jesus Christ as a body of believers come together through technology to remember that great day. But also on Tuesday, we have coming up, we have a parenting seminar where we have brought in some of the top uh, 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 facilitators on parenting in our area. And that is where well we're going to be on Zoom. You can uh, go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page and find out all that information. And we just want to help people as they deal with their children at home, as they deal with their children at home as they're going through a, a, a challenging situation, to understand children and to get some good instructions by these facilitators who have studied so much to put this seminar on. And we thank you once again, and we God bless you. I'm Pastor Colin Pugh from Clinton Baptist Church, and I pray that you be blessed. See you next time.